Hello and welcome to the Life Unscripted podcast, the podcast that invites you to break free from the ordinary and embrace the extraordinary journey of self-discovery and empowerment. Join us as we dive deep into conversations with experts, thought leaders and real people, sharing their insights, stories and practical tips to help you navigate life's challenges and seize its opportunities. So whether you're tuning in during your morning commute, your daily workout or your quiet moments of reflection, get ready to embark on an incredible journey of self-discovery and transformation. Go and hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode and join us as we create lives that are authentically ours, unscripted and limitless. This is Life Unscripted and your story starts now. Life is about experience, you know. It's not what you own, it's not the cars you drive. It's not how much money you've got, you know. I always say it's it's, it's your experience. Mm. I've had some memorable, memorable times in my life, you know. And I'll be around friends, and we'll always talk about it, you know. And it's great. I've had some yeah. great times with my families, uh, with my family. I've, you know, and, and and those those are what mean the most to me. Like we went to Wales last weekend. I mean, it might seem insignificant to a lot of people, but my wife's mum brought a thousand piece jigsaw, a snow white jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> And there was ten of us. Every night, we all got round a table. Yeah. We took it in turns, like. Yeah. But you know, we're all trying to piece together. And it was our mission. You know, the kids got involved. Yeah. And there was four kids there. They all got involved. They thought it was great. And we said, right, before we leave this house on Friday, we're gonna make sure this jigsaw's done. Yeah. And it just brought us together as a family. You know, yeah. some of us were cooking while the others are doing the jigsaw, and it taking it in turns. And that meant so much to me. Yeah. Like my, we, we walked up um, Snowden one day. And so the four kids came with us. And my, my daughter's four. And she walked halfway up Snowden. You know, which is like up there and back, I think it's like eight miles. I mean, she's only little. And that to me, oh, it's just, I'll remember that forever. And she will, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is. Life's about, you know, experiences. And experiences as much as you can. Yeah. You know, like you're saying about the young lad, go on holiday. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing my mum has kind of ingrained into me. My mum went everywhere yeah you know and it, it, it I kind of texted you the week saying oh you know I just wish I could bring her to Wales with me but she's not of the best of health so it's, it's hard for her to get around now but you know she texts me back saying son I've travelled the world in my life she's she's 74 she said I've travelled the world she said I've, I've pretty much seen most of it she said I've, I've had great experiences she said you know don't worry yeah <laughs> I've experienced it so I get to see that you know I think yeah, she's she's done so much. So it's but it's, it's far it's nice. more interesting conversations like with with people like that. So I don't, oh, you know, for example, if you're sitting here with two people and one's got yeah, he's got a nice nice house and a Range Rover and this and yeah. that, ain't really done anything. And then you have got the one next to him who's got the shitty car and yeah. you know a, a smaller house or whatever. But which is my in my eyes, if they're doing more stuff, yeah, free time, yeah, they're they're wealthy. Yeah. Um, wealthier and um but they're far more interesting definitely i see a lot of videos now of people that convert like old school buses and i mean they turn them into uh, these like campers oh they're amazing beds in the back you know they've got a shower in there cooking facilities and look at that and i think that's just a dream yeah it's just to get up get in that van just go wherever yeah you know yeah and i think that's what life's about 
you know, it's, it, for me personally, that's what I think nice about is just experiencing and seeing as much as you can. Yeah. Do as much as you can. You know, it might not be the right thing. You might not enjoy it. Just give it a try. Yeah. That's like going back to what you sort of inflict on your children as well. So yeah. my my little ones, a bit um, bit like that. She'll go. Oh, we went for example. We went to Yarmouth. We went to um, Joyland. I think it's called the fairground. that has been there. I think since I was a kid. And on the on the roller coaster, it said um, spooky roller coaster or something like that, or spookiest roller coaster or something like that. And I was like, we're going on that. And she went, nah. I said, why? She went because it said it's spooky. Yeah. I said, but well, what if it ain't? And what if it ain't spooky? Yeah. I said, let's go on it once. If you don't like it, yeah. we won't go on it again. And then you can say, like, it's too spooky or whatever, it's too scary, yeah. we won't go on it. All she goes on now. And it's like, and that's what I'll try and inflict on her in, in life, in in a sense. You know, don't be scared of something. Going back to the eating, she's she terrible with her food, fussy, like you say, eat, they look at something and go, now nah, I don't like that. Yeah. So what I'd come up with was doing a blind taste test. <laughs> that's a good idea. So I got... I got a blindfold, put it on, put it on her, and then I was like, right. So we cooked her certain foods that she looked. I say scrambled egg, that she used to look at and go, no way am I eating that. Yeah. And then so we put the blindfold on, give her the scrambled egg. She's eating. I was like, what is it? What is it? She's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, but oh, I love it. It tastes really nice. Yeah. Took the blindfold off her, a scrambled egg. And this is her favourite. She loves scrambled egg. Yeah. And it's like. But, and that's what I'm trying to say to her, like if you know, you don't make sure you try everything. Yeah. Else, you, else you're never gonna know. No. And that's what I'm like. I'm that. I'm not that the yeah. person. I'll try it. But I'm like, I don't like it. But I'm never one to say, Nah, I don't like the look of that. Or I don't want to do that. I'll no. try it first, and then make my own decision. Yeah, I think some parents can be forceful, can't they? Yeah. You know, you see a lot of kids that go to like you know, dance classes and things like that, and it's almost like they're. The parents didn't do that when they were young, so they're trying to live that experience Dream. through their kids. Living their dream know. through the kids, yeah. I know a few people that like push their kids into things and they don't really want to do it, but it's like, you know, it's almost forceful and then I think that becomes negative then, you know. It's, Unhealthy, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't force my kids to do anything. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll advise them or I'll say, oh, you know, why don't you experience it? Why don't you do this? You know, why don't you get out a try? Yeah. They try it and they like it. Yeah, we're winning. Yeah, so we're going dance class. Molly and does dancing, and and she's, I think that self doubt kicks in reverse sometimes. So she's had six weeks off now of dancing because of the school holidays, and oh no, we're going to battle when she goes back to dancing because she's sort of out of that. I mean, she's really good at dancing. She's done a few shows and stuff like that. And the teachers, you know, she's in her class. She's the one that's been doing it the least length of time, and they're, they're so impressed with that. And. I do get a little bit forceful with that because yeah. I think you're really good at something. Yeah. So I would hate you to give that up, you know, because which was I, I was never forced as a child to do anything, literally, like to a point was I look at it now and like I wish I was, you know, yeah. so that like, I'd come home with my homework, homework book, and my old dear or my, well, my not my old man, but my old dear would be like, You got any homework? Yeah. And I'd go, Nah. <laughs> and she'd go, All right. And I'll go out and play, yeah. and then I'll have to copy off somebody in the morning. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like, I'll look back and I'll go, I wish you was a bit more forceful yeah. on that. Stand. At the time, I would have hated it, yeah. but I'll just look back, because the teachers that actually were assholes at school, yeah. to me, actually did really well in their class. I'm like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. You know, like, and it was like, and I'll look back and go, I wish all my teachers were like that. Because, yeah. you know, I was, I don't know if it, I was one of them, in, in my, especially in my last school, I listen to music constantly from the minute I wake up. Yeah. 
I even asleep, I have music on. Yeah. And music on all day. And um, keeps helps me concentrate. So at school, I was actually allowed to wear headphones. Really? Because if I didn't wear my headphones, I'd just be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So they actually let me put my headphones in and actually done, and it actually benefited me. Yeah. You know, it's like I did this um, regimental schooling. You yeah. know, they've got a, I know. I think it's a bit more individual now nowadays because they've got three three teachers per class. Yeah. Where we used to have one, but it was sort of like, no, this is the regiment way. You've yeah. got to do this. You've got to do that. Well, actually, it was nice that it actually allowed me to be my own because I realised actually let him have his headphones yeah. on because it'll work. I think that's important. You know, we should let kids express themselves. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, if you do, my daughter does dance as well, so. That's an expression of self, mm. dance. You know, I think it's it's so important. It's, it's there's so much value to that. You know, like you take your kids to like karate or you know boxing, taekwondo, yeah. discipline. Yeah. You know, it's that becomes self-expression. I think that's you know kids should be doing these things yeah. as opposed to sitting on tablets. Yeah. You know, or watching. I mean, some of these YouTube programs that I see now, I think, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't going to bring nothing to your life. No. You know, there's the, I mean, it was the other day, like a car running over eggs or running over bottles of goo or whatever. You just think, what am I, what am I sat here? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. You know? It's bizarre. Yeah. But we live in a bizarre world. We're always after. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's our generation and now it's this generation, you know. But it has definitely got a lot weirder. Yeah. It is. I find it's, um, there's, with, with all the distractions, where we, we, you know, we had TV as a kid, but obviously one channel was one to four. Yeah. You know, we didn't have Sky, we couldn't afford Sky. No. Um, I know kids, parents, you know, mates that had Sky, and you know, you'd watch a wrestling on it now and again, but there was never, it was always out playing. Yeah. You know, on a, I was working next to a park in Daventry, and uh, it was, I think it was Bank Holiday, or not, um, or just a, just a weekend, I was working on a Saturday, or the school holidays or whatever, and there's not one kid at the park. And I was like, you know, it's, we sound old saying, there's no kids outside playing Kirby or, you know, do, they're all sitting, they think they're socialising by sitting there playing games on the with their headphones on, which is, I kind of, I, I, in moderation, it's good. Because, yeah. you know, they, you know, I think there's studies and that that prove their cognitive, you know, and all that lot with, with, with playing games. Yeah. Um, but it's just moderation again. It is. Yeah, you know, and it's, I mean, going back to uh, like the, the school summer holidays, you know, them, was it, it was six mm. weeks, wasn't it? It's always been six weeks. I yeah. Think. Them six weeks, I was never at home. No. I was out constantly yeah. with my mates. My mum said, look, here's a bag. Yeah. Put some food in it. You know, just come back when it's dark. Yeah. Before it's dark or whatever. You know, we'd go out camping. Yeah. We'd go out building in dens. Yeah, yeah, building yeah. dens. And, and I mean, even as I was growing up in my early 20s, I lived with my mates. Yeah. You know, there was four of us lived in a flat. It was one of the best times of my early twenties. Yeah. You know, we had such a good laugh, and I got to experience that. Then met my wife. You know, obviously we shared a place together. So yeah, I've had to experience you know a lot. It's been nice, and young lads don't do that anymore. No, you know, and young kids, it's um, everything's a distraction. You know, people always. When it gets uncomfortable, they're looking for that distraction. Mm. You know, life's uncomfortable. At some point in your life, it's going to get a whole lot yeah. more uncomfortable. You know, but if you can kind of train your brain to when those uncomfortable moments come, 
you can realise that, well, this is what I can do to cope with it as best as I can. I think that's, that's, that's a good thing moving forward, rather than distract yourself, you know, with social media. Yeah. You know, I find, so I've got a block on my phone, so I block my social media apps in a week. Yeah. I find when I do that, I'm so much more productive. Yeah. As opposed to when I'm sat around just scrolling. You, you realise an hour's gone past yeah. and I'm like what am I looking at yeah. just other people doing yeah. shit yeah. you know that's where they do, when people say oh I ain't got time to go gym or I ain't got time to uh, do this for myself and that for myself and then you look at their time if they looked at their time on, Thank on you. social media yeah. they've, you know, they've spent probably over an hour a day yeah. scrolling or not like, say even when they finish work they come home and it's like that there's probably an hour there yeah when actually you could have gone to the gym. Like even if you, you don't have to go gym for an hour, if you went for 10 minutes, 20 exactly. minutes, it's better than not going. You know, then go for 20 minutes and have 40 minutes scrolling. You know, like... Movement's medicine. Yeah. You know, get off your ass, get out. If it means going for a walk, going to the gym, whatever. Mm. You know, being I love being out in nature. You know, I feel, I feel great when I'm out in nature. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a reset for yeah. me. Like if I go away camping or I go away hiking anywhere, I'll come back and it's like, I'm rejuvenated. You know, I feel great. Don't have to be spending loads of money. I'm just going for a walk. Yeah. You know, like me and Jamie went for a walk. We was out for the weekend, and it, it's just nice. You come back, you're like, ah, oh, you feel refreshed. You know. Is that why you like, like working outside? I'm like that. Yeah. And that's why I like working outside because yeah. I don't like being inside. I like to get up and get out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if do you ground. Do you ground yourself? Do you, do you know anything about? Ground? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So I go barefooted. I mean, people were looking at me like some weirdo last summer because I said I would say this summer, but we had no point, have we? No. But, so last summer I was walking around a race course barefooted. Yeah, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But yeah, I, I find it. You know, I mean, to others it might not be beneficial. It might seem bonkers, but to me, yeah, it works definitely. Yeah. I love being in the water. You know, there's something about being in the sea for me. Wherever we go on holiday, I have to make sure I'm near a beach. Yeah, or I'm near the water. When I'm in that water, oh. But that's also grounding yourself. But like you said, when you yeah. look into grounding, it's not just being your feet on the ground, it's being in, like, in the sea yeah. or, or a lake or something like that. And talking about grounding, that's what a lot of people, you know, people go on holiday. Yeah. And they think that because they're on holiday, that's why they feel better. Yeah. But it, you got there's other aspects of that. Like you're, when you're on holiday, you're constantly grounding yourself. Yeah. You know, you're on the sand. Yeah. You're in the sea. Yeah. You got the sunlight, you know all things that we were told. Not all things, but like sunlight was always been told that it's dangerous for us. You know, you got to sunglasses and you sunblock all the time. But the early hours of the morning is, you know, you're getting all the goodness from the oh. sun. You know, to get the sun in your eyes. You know, yeah. we was always told, you know, I mean, you're not supposed to look directly at the sun, but look towards the sun. The sun's wicked for your eyes. Sunglasses, but yeah, we're yeah. always told to, you know, put glasses on. I was bad. It is bad for you. But again, in moderation. You know what I mean? To fifty. I mean, I haven't wore sunscreen um, for four years. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't put it on. Yeah. You know, and when I tell people, they say, "Oh, you don't want to do that. You get burnt." No. I'm not stupid. You know, yeah. I know when m- my skin's getting burnt. Yeah. You know, so it's like I wear a hat in the afternoon. Or, yeah. You know, I'll get the, the best part of the sun in the in the you know the early morning midday. You know it gets hot in the afternoons, so I'll cover up. Cover up. I'll put a hat on. Yeah. I've got you know I've got all the sun I needed in yeah. the morning. Yeah. And I'm happy to just walk around in a t-shirt and a hat, and I ain't getting torched. No. You know, and you look at the back of the bottles of the 
um, sunscreen, it's full of shit. Yeah. You know? Again, yeah, that's what I get. It's something that I've just come to realise lately. Um, yeah, the, the woman I listen to, I she, uh, Dr. Mindy Peltz, I know, I mean, she's the one I listen to on fasting. Yeah. And she was, and she also, she knows she's clever, she knows everything about everything. And um, she was saying about, that's what the woman that said that don't put on your skin what you're not going to eat. And she exactly. said that with the sun cream, she said um, the, the crap that he's got in it, <laughs> It's like um, it's it's not it's putting toxins on you. So like she recommended certain sun creams that are at, if you're gonna wear sun cream that's yeah. the more of a natural thing. I mean I don't even brush my teeth with fluoride toothpaste no, anymore. I, I use an aloe vera. Yeah. Sort of uh, I think I can't remember what it is aloe vera and something else. And my teeth I haven't my teeth were quite because I have black coffee all the time. Yeah. And ex smoker they used to they were quite stained. Yeah. And they're gradually getting better and better and better over time. Yeah. And um, just just from using this natural sort of yeah, I haven't used fluoride for years. No. So people think I'm like when you talk about certain things. I mean, my even my missus turns and knows about certain things that I do. But she she looks at some things that I say and she she goes, oh yeah, you're right. And then other things she turns her nose up a little bit and stuff like that. But you go back to sort of like I think what lot like, the hippies were doing in lot like, yeah. the sixties and seventies having mushrooms and hugging trees and you know grounding themselves and doing this doing that and, then, and a lot of people think oh, weirdos 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 and then they're actually gone what they were doing is actually like is good for you there's and it's actually the benefits, benefits from it, it. you yeah, know and i think benefits, you know yeah. we're slowly getting a lot of people are slowly getting into that state now and thinking oh, i know it's really good for you you notice with um you know mass changes to the world so obviously the vietnam war after that, psychedelics came through, yeah, and it was a massive thing. You noticing that even more now. Now I've looked at COVID and thought, yeah, there's a lot of shit, a lot of negativity. But then you've got to look to the other side and think, well, what's you know, what, what's what's the positives to that? Yeah, you know, what have come up alongside the negatives? Ice baths. Yeah, you know, grounding, infrared saunas. Yeah, meditation. You know all these things you, you see more and more of it psychedelics yeah i mean i've dabbled with yeah psychedelics that's one thing that i want to yeah. well, i'm glad you asked you said that because i actually i i think i watch a netflix thing well i listen to a bloke first and he's got a series on um for any free part series how to change your mind on yeah. netflix and they and he talks about psychedelics on there very, and it's very like, powerful yeah mushrooms mushrooms naturally yeah. derived from the earth yeah they're there yeah. for a reason. They're there for a reason. Mm. So is cannabis. Yeah. You know, all these things, you know, any synthetic form, I will kind of stay away from. I mean, if you look at ayahuasca. Yeah. Ayahuasca consists of, I, I can't remember how many plants exactly. I think it might be maybe more than 10 plants. I'd have to have a look into it. So how did those indigenous tribes know that those plants needed to be mixed together to make, yeah. uh, and without one critical ingredient it won't have the psychedelic effect yeah how the hell did they know yeah you know and you just throw everything into a pot until you know, they, yeah <laughs> they started tea. tripping balls yeah. off make it as a tea yeah. this is it you know but it's like again like going back to the problem things you look at like the tribes and stuff like that i mean you'll see a tribesman and everybody goes oh yeah your life expectancy years ago wasn't high because it wasn't high yeah but everybody rep ate more raw foods yeah and stuff like that. But you look at like a tribesman, and you'll see a tribesman on a documentary. Something he's about hundred and fucking yeah. ten years old. Yeah. And he lives out in the in the wild. Yeah. So so how was he survived? But he's you know they're having the ground in all the time. They're having the sunlight all the yeah. time. They don't wear sun cream. No. They'll find something that's naturally. 
sort of repels the sun. Yeah. You know, all their going, even race, you know, you go back to like race, black people are only black because they're evolved to repel the sun. You know, you look at the indigenous, the indigenous tribes, yeah, I'm not saying they don't have um, stresses in their lives, of course, you know. They'll have probably got stresses less stresses than we are, probably. To their environment, yeah. but less than us, yeah. you know. They ain't got social media for a start, have they? You no. know, they ain't got to worry of a job. Yeah. You know, we adapt to the factors. stress. Yeah. I mean, I remember being, I think we was at the airport one time, and there was a, our flight was delayed for like two hours, and somebody was moaning um, behind, behind the bloke, a bloke behind me. And um, she was moaning, like, going mad. And he went, he turned around to me and said, this trip would have taken you about four days before planes were about. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, like, so we're stressing about something that years ago, you'd never have had that stress. Yeah. You know, same as, oh, my, my phone ain't getting Wi-Fi. You know, you, and it's like, that's an added, that's an extra stress that we've got these days yeah. that we didn't have years ago. Yeah. You know, it's like, con- the way you look at a tribesman, what's, well, they got stressed about that, they got to go and get some food that yeah. day. That's, I can't, I, you know, obviously there's probably a few more stresses. It's all added stresses. Yeah. Added stresses and half of them, or, or the good majority of them, are just bullshit. Mm. You know, people overtake you. Now, I kind of think, yeah, whatever, you know, guarantee you'll see you at the traffic lights. Yeah. And you do. Yeah. You know, they're rushing around. It's like, I don't know. And I kind of, it's took me a while, but I, I sit back now, someone overtakes me. And I always think to myself, I breathe and I think, right, well, I don't know why they're rushing, mm. you know. A loved one could be in hospital, you know. They don't want to be rushing home to get back to their kids to read them a bedtime yeah. story because they ain't seen them all week. I don't, you know, they might be late for work. I don't know their circumstances. So yeah. it's all right. I ain't going to get angry about it. You know, if I see you at the top of the street at the traffic lights or I see you in a ditch, that's on you. Yeah. You know, you, you, you've made that decision. Whatever your circumstances are, whatever you're in a rush, and I'll just let it be now because yeah. I think some people's actions you know and then your reaction to it it's your reaction you know so you're getting wound up with something that's out of your control like the lady on the plane yeah you know it's out of her control you know because she's not going to get there on time so what you can't control it don't worry about it yeah Yeah. and i think we as humans we we want control over everything yeah you know and i think this is the power of psychedelics as well because once you take them you ain't got that control yeah so you've either got two options you know, you've got to let it just go, let it be, and ride with it, or you're going to suffer. Yeah. So it's just riding it out. What, what, have, you, what have you taken, a psychedelic? So I've done mushrooms, I've taken, I've smoked DMT, and I've smoked what's, is another form, basically, of uh, DMT, which is Changa. Yeah. Uh, which is, that was probably the best experience, actually. I've had that a few times now. Um, DMT is like a, well, that's like a rocket, rocket-propelled mission to Mars. That is, doesn't last very long, but it takes you straight there. Yeah, and you're like, wow, shit! Like it, it, it breaks down. It breaks down so much of what you believe as well, and what you perceive to be reality. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's difficult to explain to other people. Because Does it give you like a? I mean what I sort of think about it is does it sort of like give you like a near death like a, a near death experience in like you know when you see that you see yourself on an outer body experience like an epiphany you sort of have like a light bulb goes off is it, it, is it no, no no I mean you, you, you get messages which is I always found that quite strange 
you kind of get messages. There's 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 other entities, you know, that you come across. There's other beings that you come across. Well, that's what I believe. Yeah. From my personal experience, um, it's it's very eye-opening stuff. It's very emotional as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's, there's two occasions I've taken it and I cried like a baby. Yeah. You know, and I believe that. And there's been study studies and research to show that it, it you know it release it can release past trauma. Um, I've had some very strange experiences, you know. I've had predator. Yeah. Um, the image of predator, and it's not a crystal clear. You know, people think, oh, it's this crystal clear three D image. No, it's not. It's just quite very vibrant colours. Yeah. And it's a lot of sacred geometry. A lot of sacred geometry, like of you know, you'll be in temples. I don't know if you've ever seen the Flower of Life. No. So, you know, because everything is based on geometry, yeah. you know, pretty much, I believe the whole universe is based on geometry. So you get a lot of these geometrical patterns appear and they're like neon bright. And it's, um, yeah, at some stages it's, you're like, whoa, shit. You, yeah. know, you kind of have to sit back and just, I mean, at some points it, it, it kind of twisted, took a turn and got a little bit dark. Um, and even like the alien greys I yeah. mean this sounds mad we try and explain to people yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. fuck off that never happened it was like a room of these little alien greys almost they looked like um, like little minions but it was the alien grey face that you know the, the image that we've all we're always shown yeah. you know that, that kind of like oval shape with the big eyes but they were smiling Yeah. and, it, and they were holding their hands out to me like reaching out to me as if to say come on in and it was like, I don't know, this just wave of like warmth yeah. and emotion just come over me. And I was like, shit. And I felt so happy. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that's the effects of, you know, the psychoactive effects of, of the, the drug itself. But that felt real to me. Yeah. And um, I think the last experience was, was, was quite profound because there was five of us in a room and we I always say as well if anyone wants to take them make sure you, you're in the right place and you're with the right people you know don't go taking them in some nightclub yeah. or you know in an environment that's that's not safe yeah um, I always say scene and settings everything so make sure you've got somebody on hand like I've got a real close uh, close friend that, that does ceremonies and I mean he's brilliant and he goes through you know a proper proper process of doing it um I'd always go down and see him. And the last time there was five of us doing it and we'd done the changa. So that's basically, it's in, it's in a joint. And you can't smoke it. You'll have like three or four tokes and you'll feel the room oscillating. So it'll start doing this. It's like waves. And you'll, I mean, my focus point was the curtain. And when it starts doing that, you almost know, you naturally want to lay down. It's almost like someone's pushing you back and you lay down and you can feel yourself going in. I was inside a womb. Like looking outside of, you know, from inside this womb, and I was looking at like another embryo, like moving around, and it was, oh mate, it was, <laughs> it's, it's weird. It is weird. You know, you're trying to explain it to people, they're like, what? But so my mate has a thing he does. So you have you have a stone, and there's a bowl in the middle of the table, and you have to be respectful and silent. Because not everybody, you know, some people want to take a few tokes, lay down, and just sit with it for a little while. It doesn't last long. So you get back up and you'll have a couple more tokes. Then you'll lie back down. That joint could take you half an hour, it could take you an hour. So everyone's got their own, you know, pace that they go up. 
you get the stone at the end, you put it in the bowl, which signals that you're finished. When all the stones are in the bowl, then we can all talk about it. So there's five of us in the room. And they were the first, I was the first person they asked, you know, what was your experience? Now, mine was, it was almost like, um, like robotic arms. Yeah. Coming up. Like tentacles, they were. And it was like this kind of machine, uh, you know, like an outer world machine. And these tentacles were coming at me like an octopus and they latched onto my brain. I was like, I could feel it. My brain was actually pulsing. It was almost like something was going through my brain. So I'm just, I'm telling, you know, I'm telling the people about it. And there was two other people in the room that had exactly the same experience. And they were like, no way. That's exactly what I got. And they were explaining the parts of their journey. I was like, yeah, shit, I got that too. So, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people say, no, it's all in your head. You take psychedelics, it's only what you're thinking of. It's only in your subconscious mind. It's all in your head, so outcome. Two of the people in the room had exactly the same experience as me. Yeah. There's no explanation yeah. for that. Very, very powerful, but it's yeah. not something that, not that I recommend, but I think you've got to be at a certain level and you, you know, you, you've got to know yourself and you yeah. know, your limits and how far you want to go. Because mm. some people that would like, always been one of them where I, I I like to be in control and I, I don't know how I'd feel about hallucinating yeah. but it's something that I've looked at and yeah. I thought I want to try that because yeah. I've heard so many good things I think um, they're, they're trying to bring it back in um, LSD yeah when I've heard studies on ketamine yeah um, LSD MDMA you know yeah. all these drugs that have turned into party drugs I mean but the, with the LSD thing I think they brought that I don't know if it was the Vietnam War but they brought it around in there somewhere and they started giving it out. Basically, that's what it was. The bloke who, um, oh, he, he's Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he founded Alcoholics Anonymous, raging alcoholic. And they started bringing, so he tried LSD to get him off alcohol. Yeah. He got him off alcohol. Yeah. So that's what I was starting to give it to alcoholics. And then it, and it was, the, the, the studies on it was working a treat. Yeah. And then, I think one company, distribution company of the LSDs, give it out free to anyone that wanted it. Yeah. To sort of like, so they can try it and get, you know, see how people's affect. And I just think it got abused. Yeah. And I think, and then it got into the, I think this was, would have been like the 70s. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it comes up in the media that all these people on LSD, and obviously if you're taking too much, it's good, it's a bad thing for you. And, you know, and it just got this bad rep about it. But actually there's no side effects from it. No. It's not a toxin. It don't cause any harm to your body, and it's not addictive. Yeah. But and, and so and then I think now I think the only country in the world that's allowed to do studies on it again is uh, Switzerland, which I like. I like that sort of part of the world because Switzerland yeah. just do what they want to fucking do. Yeah. And don't care about anybody else. No. Um, and it's and they're so they're now actually having in people come in hospital yeah. and they're injecting them, giving them a safe environment. Yeah. And. The, what they're talking about like, after that they've had this LSD you know microdosing it and in the writing so you know not recommending anybody to go out there and just do yeah. some LSD it's got nah. to be the, you know it's got to be researched highly and with somebody that knows what they're doing and stuff like that but the research on it is unbelievable oh, yeah. and there's I think there's a Harvard um, professor that I listen to um, Huberman oh yeah Andrew Huberman Andrew Huberman yeah, yeah. brilliant and he's you know he's always talking about ketamine yeah. and LSD and MDMA yeah. and stuff like you know and it's like I don't have a trust in a lot of people. Yeah. Um, 
but when you relate to somebody of how yeah. they're talking and what they're talking about, or you kind of trust that. You know, yeah. and he's he's Harvard, whatever. I'm not, but I'm you know going back to earlier about the doctors. Yes, doctors are way more educated than I am. Yeah. But he, I feel that he's educating himself in the right way. Yeah. You know, in you know, in, in learning about people. Like, I seen a thing a little while ago saying like, if you took your dog to the vet and it had stomach issues, the vet would be like, oh, so right, write down his full diet. Yeah. We'll go through, you know, and this and that, and we'll pinpoint what it could be. You go yeah. to the doctors with a certain thing, they'll give you a tablet. Of it's like. They're there to make money. Yeah, and so I feel that when I listen to certain people, I pick very pick and choose who I do, and I feel that he's educating himself in a good way. Yeah, and you know what I listen and what I hear from him is, um, I'm like, oh, do you know what I mean? Uh, You know, I want more and trying that. Yeah, the sounds because they're you know for antidepressant wise. Oh, microdosing. See, I've microdosed on and off for about eight years. Um, I, I used to get like LSD off the um, is it Silk Road the black market yeah yeah. So I used to get it off of there and uh, <laughs> I ever done it one day that was funny but and I was at work so but yeah uh, I mean yeah, it just it gives you that uplifting you know yeah. it, it makes you feel good it gives you that uh, but I've done LSD and then I've microdosed recently I've microdosed mushrooms yeah. I try and stay away from the more set, synthetic based Forms of it like LSD and, and like you say like yeah. MDMA and that. So they're and all still synthetic. Yeah, they're still they? synthetic. So anything natural, you know, like you know, I mean, mushrooms. Often, find mushrooms have got a real heavy, dense trip. You know, I think once you take them, and you could be in it for like ten hours. Mm. You know, six to ten hours. I mean, if you get times where it's a bit rocky and a bit shitty, you know, yeah. and you're an hour in, you're like, oh, fuck, you know, I've got another... Yeah, nine um, to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So I don't tend to do mushrooms as much, but um, again, you know, I've had some good experiences. I think when it gets hairy and, you know, you get them rocky moments, it's just breathe, sit down. Yeah. Breathing, that's another thing people take for granted. Yeah, breathing. it's another thing I was going to talk about, you know, breath work. Breathing's yeah. so essential, you know. We all don't breathe properly, yeah, we shallow breathe. Because I didn't, I didn't realise until I looked into it, but like this, you've got like three different types of breathing. You've got, you know, when you breathe, you've got your stomach goes, your chest yeah. goes, then your ribs go, like yeah. there's three different types. And we all shallow breathe. Shallow, yeah, throughout the day. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's um, I mean, everybody knows in Wim Hof, yeah, um, and I started to do a few um, breath work. I mean, I think Darren's just been on a Russell Brand um, getaway. Oh yeah, sort of thing. I think I see that. Actually. Yeah, and he, he met Wim Hof there, and they were doing his breathing techniques. And I mean, he can release, you know, trap traumas. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really powerful. And I mean, look, look at Wim Hof. I mean, the guy's defied yeah. all odds. Yeah, you know, he's done. That just shows you. And people are going, oh yeah, but it's just one bloke in it. But no, he, he's showing you the the, the true potential. Yeah. Like the human body yeah. and the you know the mind the human mind and what it's capable of mm. fascinating things yeah. but people just like I said think we're just here to exist and that's I don't think that's that's true yeah. I don't think that's true at all I think we're here to thrive you know yeah. to thrive and most of us have forgot that we're here to not that we're like uh, waiting to die but you're sort of like just cruising yeah I think that Stephen Barlett I listen to he always says do you, do you feel you're being um, you're being dragged you know or or put you know in in your direction rather than like going in your direction yeah. you know what I mean it feels like you're just being yeah. you know it's it's, it's about realising your true potential and, and I mean so many people are talented so many people out there are so so talented you know I mean I'm, I, I love music music's mm. a massive part of my life you know 
Um, and you, you, you see these talents now and you think, wow, like, you know, he, he or she can really, really sing. You know, you weren't, you weren't here on the radio. No. You know, you've got to find them on YouTube somewhere, yeah. you know, or someone will share it or you, you might see it on Instagram, but you know, these people, they go and recognise. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's true talent. Yeah. But then it's also that point where the biggest selling record artists going back to singing uh, are not always the best singers no. you know it's just it's the ones that didn't give up yeah. you know like example of Elvis my missus absolutely loves Elvis and all her family do um, I'm not a massive fan but I've, I've watched the films and I, I know a bit about him and I respect you know the journey he's been on but he wasn't the greatest singer Michael Jackson wasn't the greatest singer no. but they had a drive and a yeah. purpose and they they never give up no. you know the you go back to on even even on a bad talking uh, KFC bloke. You know, there's so many stories of yeah. like, you know he. I think he was like eighty odd years old when yeah. they got out. And he got rejected so many times, yeah. but it's just that driving people that you don't have to be the best at something. I was going to say that earlier when you were talking about your scaffolding, starting your scaffolding business. Um, I get people all the time. Um, there's I mean there's loads of bricklaying companies about now, and me being around bricklayers, they go. Um, Oh he's, oh, he's got a bricklayer income. He was a shit bricklayer. Yeah. He's a shit bricklayer. Yeah. But he's used his strength. This is why I've been a shit bricklayer, but he's good at, probably good at managing. And he's like, well, I'm shit bricklayer. Yeah. I'm good at managing. How about I manage a bricklaying company? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be good. You know, a lot of times, it's like when I become foreman, I'm blowing my own trumpet a little bit. I think I'm a good bricklayer, but it, like, I might not be to some people, but yeah. I've got that self-confidence. That's the time when I'm actually not the most confident person yeah. but when I go on a building site I'm different to outside yeah. like not that I'm um, I don't know what they call it imposter syndrome kind of imposter syndrome in a way but I just feel confident and safe like yeah. that's my environment you know if I see somebody putting a level at my work yeah. I don't go you get over a bit like oh, he's fucking checking my work, checking my work. <laughs> I'll go over and go and I'll say to me or oh, I don't care like, yeah. I don't really care like I'll say you. I'll, I'll make a joke. Couldn't get any more fucking plum than that, could you? Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just something. Cause I'm confident in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, like I say, you started a scaffold holding business. It wasn't it wasn't by accident, but it was kind of like. Uh, well, I've done a thought process that went, you know, went into it. And my mate just phoned me up. And was like, uh, "Do you want to start a scaffold business?" Yeah, we were working for the same company, yeah. and he's he's older than me. I said, "Yeah, yeah, go on then. Why not?" And I don't really think about it. Yeah. I kind of just agreed to it and said yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, you experience the highs and lows. You know, when you first start, you're like, well, what do I do? How do I order my kit? You know, shit, I'm going to need a bigger lorry. I'm going to need a yard. And now I don't tend to worry. You know, you worry about whether the work's going to come in. And it's it's just like you're learning on the job. Yeah. I'm learning every single day. You know, like uh, maths and you know, accountancy is not my strong point. Mm. So I learned rather than stressing myself out and doing that as well as scaffolding, I'll outsource it and give it to somebody yeah. else. You know, because I don't know, I don't, I don't understand accounts. No, and that, that's one thing that um, I've um, I actually seen a quote the other day, and it, or somebody was saying that if you were uh, focused, don't focus on your weaknesses. Yeah. So, say if you're if you're, if you're, even with your children, if your child isn't good at maths, like I went swimming, we took my little in swimming yesterday, and she's slowly getting better with her swimming, she's doing good on her front and stuff like that, and she turned around to me and said, I just need to work on my, swimming on my back. Yeah. I was like, no, like, work, your, your, your strength is your front. Yeah. Be good at that. Yeah. And then, if you want to try your back, but yeah. like, for, you know, so, say if your kid's 
not very good at maths, but I love playing tennis. Yeah. Get him a tennis coach. Yeah. And one, this is what the bloke said, get him a tennis coach and one day they might be a successful tennis player and they'll be paying an account, uh, a mathematician to do their accounts for them. Yeah. Like, focus on your strengths, not yeah. your weaknesses. Yeah, you know, definitely. like, if you're not good at something, yeah. you know, like, when we was at school, if you're good at math, science, and you're not very good at English and that, what, you know, if you focus all your attention on your English, your yeah. maths is sort of staying there. Yeah. You know, like, become good at what you're good at. Yeah. You know. I was good at art. Yeah. Art and music. Um, I loved uh, the rest of the subjects <laughs> I didn't bother going mm. to but I got no GCSEs you know I've, I've learned like I say you learn on the job it's the same with life you know I'm learning every day yeah. and I love it you know that's what I love I love seeking and finding out different things you know especially about myself and I, I just learn along the way you know I learn how to run a business and have a clue it all works out in of the end of course it does yeah it? you know and the worries kind of start to fall away you know you used to worry about oh will we get this job and you know you'd lower your prices to get yeah. a job now it's like well, well no That's, you have you know to know your real, worth yeah you know your worth and a lot of people fail to do that is know your worth know your value you know you're going to offer you know a, a good professional job and, and you just find that yeah word of mouth as well I think word of mouth is one of the most best forms of advertisement yeah. you know because people just spread your company name around and someone will pass it on to that person and that person will pass it on to that person mm. you know, I spent ages chasing and spending money on advertisements and yeah. never really got me anywhere you know it's kind of just through word of mouth so yeah it's just learning learning on a job I think yeah. every day you know some things I'm not comfortable with and if I'm not comfortable with it to the point where it's too much I'll just give it to somebody else yeah. to do you know, pay, I'll pay somebody else to do it and it makes my life easier yeah. and I'm not stressing about it but I'm a sucker for trying to do everything myself so, yeah, I'm so. very stubborn as well yeah. so right I'm going to do that myself and it got to the point where I was you know working every day coming home and this is what people don't see is I'll come home and sit at a laptop till 8 o'clock at night Yeah. my wife's bathing my kids you know I'm not there helping her my wife's cooking the dinner I'm not helping her because I'm stuck at a computer and it's that's not fair. No, you know we're a family, we're a unit, and we should, you know, should be doing things together. So uh, you know, there's a lot of pressures, a lot of pressure on men nowadays, especially you know, they're most of them are earning the most money. You know, they're the ones bringing home, bringing home the bread. So they've got to go out and do the work. And yeah, there is a, a lot of pressure. On them. Yeah. So I can see why it's you finding know. that middle ground, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I was, you know, I remember one of my mates. He was just about to have a child, and he said. Uh, Said, oh, you'll calm down now when you have the little one. He went, no, no, I'll work more. I went, why is that? He went, because I've got to buy stuff. <laughs> and I went, yeah, but she's not, she's going to appreciate your time over yeah. the gifts. Yeah. You know, like, you don't buy love. Yeah. You know, you, you know them, them, and that's why I make the effort to play in the playroom yeah. with the little and stuff like that, because, you know, I could come in, I could work all the, all the hours in the world and seven days a week and, you know, buy her a new Barbie doll. Yeah. But if I ain't going to sit there and play with it with her, Exactly. You know, she's going to appreciate me sitting and playing with of the Barbie dolls uh, over there. I mean, more to her. Yeah. You know, I spend quality time with my kids now, and it, it you can see that it means more to them yeah. than you going out and just buying them something. Yeah. It's not a substitute, you know. It's not a replacement for a parent. You know, it, 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 it's more important that you're there. You know, you're there for them, and you're spending quality time with yeah. them as well. You know, or, or nine times out of ten, they're just going to be sat on a computer or sat watching telly and it benefits you yeah I love it you know yeah, I love it either way 
I say, I, I see uh, Richard Branson said that. He said when he was with his, um, going back to you, outsourcing stuff and that, like, I think at the time he had like 50 companies and he was in a meeting and they were talking about gross and net. Yeah. And, he, and, and his accountant's looking at Branson and Branson just like, you can see fucking stars in his eyes, you know, yeah. birds tweeting and that. And he, and he goes, uh, come outside with me for a minute. So he pulls him outside and he goes, you don't know the difference between gross and net, do you? Said, <laughs> and he says, I don't have to. Yeah. Like, that's what I employ you for. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need to know it. Yeah. You know, my strengths are this. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, like, going back to when people take the piss out, you, or, you know, he's a, he's a shit scaffolder. How come he's got a company? Or he's a shit brick. How come he's got a company? Richard Branson is not the best fucking pilot. No. He's not the best fucking musician. No. He's not the best fucking uh, hotel guest. But he's got all them, and he he outsources it. He yeah. does what he wants. You know, he, he gets people. Yeah. What, you know, so he's good at. He, he knows his strengths. Yeah. And you know, he, he's the one of them where he says that you know that all this bullshit the customers right. He he says I'll treat my workers the best because yeah. then they'll bring the customers in. Exactly that. Yeah. You know, and he, so he said I don't need to know what this shit is because yeah. I'll just outsource it. I don't need to know. I'll use my strength to my strength, and my, I don't need to learn my weaknesses and you know not learn them. But he knows what his weaknesses are. But I don't need to perfect them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, never be afraid to ask for help. No, you know, and I think a lot of people are. I mean, I'll get it on site. I don't know if you get it on site. I've been doing it for my job 18 years. Yeah. And I'll ask. Yeah. I'll always ask questions. I'm not sure, something. I don't want to do something wrong. So I'll go and ask, oh, I'll jump me to do this. And I don't, I don't think, oh, he's, I've been doing 18 years. He, he, He thinks I should know. Yeah. Even if I do know. Yeah. I want to ask that question to make sure I'm doing it the way he wants me to do it yeah. or, or it is the, the right way that you know that entails or yeah. whatever but a lot of lads will just do something and you just think well, have you asked no. you know like or how do you know that's right you know just because you think it's right yeah. it is, you, you know unless you're working for your own you've got your own company and you have your only set way of this is the way I want things doing yeah. but if you're working for someone or you've got a site agent there you're, or you're building a one-off house for somebody you know yeah. just start doing it off oh this is how I've always done it yeah. you know ask them you know like never be afraid to ask a question it yeah. doesn't make you look stupid it makes you look stupid when you have to start taking work down because you've done it <laughs> like not how they want to do it you know I remember when I first started scaffolding and I asked the, the, my charge on at the time I asked him questions constantly to the point where he'd be like, stop asking me questions. Yeah. But when I finished working with him, he said to me, oh, you know, I was, I was really glad that you asked me all those questions. Because it shows keenness. Yeah. You know, you want to learn. I just want to learn. You know, if I can't do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying to, like, you know, I can do it. Or, you know, if I fail, I fail. At least I know I've tried. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, again, football managers, you know, oh, it's not that, you know, Alex Ferguson... It was a good footballer. It wasn't the greatest footballer. Just because you're great at something doesn't yeah. mean you're going to be good at the other side. On the other side, so you might not. We can sit here and talk all day about things you should do and shouldn't do, and even therapists will say this. Like, um, doesn't mean they apply it to themselves. No. But it doesn't mean you have to be the best at something to. You can now still have your knowledge there. So yeah. you might, you know, you'll ask certain things. You might not be able to do it, but you still got that knowledge. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what a lot of managers are. They they probably couldn't do it themselves. Yeah. So they, but they've got the knowledge there. This is what you should yeah. do. You know. I mean, like myself and my business partner. You know, this he's been scaffolding longer than me. So sometimes we'll get on a job, and I'm like, uh, like, what do you reckon's the best way around this? Then you know, I want his input. Yeah. You know, and I'll say, oh, you know, how should we do it? He's got knowledge, you know. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's been around the game for, for for many many years. Yeah. But then I'm younger than him, and he'll come to me and he'll say, "Oh, you know, how do I do this in regards to like an email or, or yeah. something to do with the accounts or the books?" 
and I'll be like, right, you do it this way, yeah. you know, I'll show it. So it's, you know, it's benefiting each other. Yeah, you're using it's, both it's, your strengths yeah. with, with each other instead yeah, of against, you're not, not, you're not thinking, oh, we should know this. Yeah, you know, it's, no, not, it's not, you know, being, being proud and thinking, no. oh, well, you know, you should know it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so what I think, you know, question everything, definitely. Yeah. Always ask questions. Yeah. So um, like when I was doing my apprenticeship, I was always over. The, I used to annoy the foreman. I was always over his shoulder when he's looking at the drawings. Like, you know, what are we doing here? What are we doing this for? What are we doing that for? He's like, fuck off, will you? you know what I mean? <laughs> but but then you know, at the age of, I've been doing it a couple of years, and he's been doing it about three years, and I was running yeah. job. You know, like, I've always been that type. Of, you know, I was always captain of the football team, like captain of the sports day team, and you know, I've been I've been foreman a few times in my life. I've always been that sort of like. I might, I've, I upset a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I'm not one to sit, you know, the, the lads will go to the pub on a Friday or go for breakfast on a Friday. But not, you know, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm not, so sometimes I feel like I'm, I don't care about it, but I look at it sometimes. I'm not in, in the in crowd, you know, yeah. I mean, going to the pub on a Friday, having a few beers, like during work time. Yeah. I don't want to do it. No. Like, I don't want to do it. Some of them feel they have to go to, to feel accepted or. Yeah, it's like a man in Yeah, yeah. Go to just, the pub. Yeah. But I've just always been one of them, just like you know, and, I'm, and yeah, always used to asking questions and, and do that, and that's why I've sort of been a leader. And I, I was foreman for a bit, and um, if I'd done it now, I'd be a lot better at it yeah. than I was. But I went sort of went in at the deep end a few just before COVID, and, and um, yeah, it was it's an eye opener. I realised because I'm one of them people that I'm well, not so much now, but I assume that people should do it. The, the, the right way all the time and you don't realise how a lot of people like even not necessarily my way is the right way but there's a lot of stupidity yeah. out there as well as and you just think like why yeah. like I got asked a question the other day on site by some bloke and he said um, about we were putting some windowsills on stone windowsills and he's like oh, and he's older than me so I expect to be learning from him and yeah. he's like oh, do, you put, do you put a joint in the middle of these two windowsills and I thought, in what world don't you? <laughs> you know, like two stone sills, but yeah. it's like, it, it, you, know, you know, we've been so whatever you want in the trade anyway, but it's like, it's questions like that. You just think, in what world? No, I, I, I expect, I ask a lot of questions, but I don't ask fucking no. stupid questions. I think that's my, my thing is common sense. Mm. When people ask, or do stupid things. Yeah. I think, where's the logic behind yeah. that? You know, where's your common sense? Yeah. We've seen that in the last three years, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. People have lacked common sense. Yeah. They do say common sense and so common. No. You no, know, it's, it's not, is it? Yeah. And I think, it's fucking bizarre. Yeah. You know, there's no logic behind that whatsoever, but it's cognitive dissonance, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and I think you see that now even more. You know, you think you could present, you could be presented with all the information, all the facts, I still ignore it. Yeah. You know, I still ignore it. And you've got your belief systems and that's it, basically. You know, you just... It's like ignorance to it, isn't it? Yeah, it is almost... It, yeah. People don't like to be wrong either. No. They like to be, you know, feel like they've been hoodwinked. My missus would tell you that, that yeah. I'm, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't, it, is a, it is a trait that I'm actually working on where... I do think I'm right all the time, but there's always like, I don't know, it's just, I think I'm right. Like, yeah. it, I will hold my hands up if I'm wrong. Yeah. But you've got to fucking extensively prove to me <laughs> that you're fucking wrong. Don't say, you're going back to the COVID thing, yeah. when they're like, this and that, this and that. And I'm just like, to me, I don't want, yes. I don't, I don't believe, I don't think you're right. No. So, and so I'll, I'll want more from, 
if 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 I'm right, if I'm right, yeah, I won't need as much information. Yeah, but if I'm wrong, I want a lot more backup. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just and to, most of the time, they can't get that backup. No, you know, and it's um, so that's why I'm always right. <laughs> yeah, oh, like you know, working on yourself every day. I do so many things wrong every day, mate. I make mistakes constantly. You know, I went through a stage over the last three years of trying to get my point across to where it was aggressive. Mm. You know, not not like violent in any manner but it was just I had that because I was so passionate about it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can see when a wrong's been done yeah. and I think that's my issue is that when I see a wrong being done I don't like it yeah. and I get so passionate and so aggressive that I'm almost a bit like shouty with it yeah. and uh, I had to step back from it you know sometimes because it, it, it did get a bit too yeah. much you know you, you, and not everyone's the same you know people believe in certain things and when you have an aggressive approach they're just well yeah it's, so, a bit, it's the same block with what we're doing on the other side of yeah it. so the flip side of it yeah. so look that you know I've, I've, I've been there the same mistake i make the same mistakes and still whereas so there being an aggressive approach to try and get you to have the vaccine where you're stepping back from it and then you're just trying to do it in a healthier way because you're actually um thinking of other people and you've realized that these benefits in yeah. this way and then you're but then you're also trying to do that so it's finding that yeah i think what they say there's a a bee don't spend his time explaining to a fly why, you know, they they have pollen and, yeah. and the fly goes to shit. You know, like they just go to the pollen and let the yeah. fly go to the shit. You know, it's funny because even when the narrative's crumbling, and it is, it's going to take several years. But the narrative's crumbling. I think people, a lot of people, see it for what it is. But there's still those people that want to prop that narrative up, even though they can see it crumbling before their eyes. You know, they're there trying yeah. to prop it up still, trying Holding to justify it. Yeah, they're friend, trying to yeah. justify it all. You know, when they say, I say, oh, why should I take the vaccine? Oh, well, you could spread it to others. But we're now being told that it doesn't stop transmission. Yeah. So that was a lie. Yeah. You know, I know people that will meticulously research a holiday they got on to the finest detail, you know, to what they're serving for breakfast, yeah. you know, to the to the bed sheets, to everything, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Well, we want a five-star hotel, and they'll the go through hundreds, yeah, yeah. hundreds of hotels. I'm like, okay, so you put all your time and effort into researching that holiday you're going on. Yet when I say to you, just do us a favour, before you go and take something, have a look into the ingredients. No, 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 no. I trust that. Somebody else has done that. Yeah. And it was family members that chose to listen to a liars you know which they are they're career liars yeah. that's what they're there to do to you they're there to deceive and to fool the public and they do a fucking good job of it yeah you know and family members choose to listen to those people that they subconsciously know lie over their loved ones yeah that's hard man that's a hard pill yeah. to swallow but it is what it is you know I don't hate them I don't hate no one so I think holding on to hate is like swallowing poison and waiting for that person to die mm. so you know, I just say, okay, you do what you got to do. I'll do what I got to do. Yeah. I, re- I respect your opinions. Yeah. You know, I was cool. And my family called me all sorts of names because they believed that I, <laughs> I, I brainwashed my mum into not having it. But my mum suffered medical negligence, so she's had five hip replacements, and it was through Johnson and Johnson. Mm. No names mentioned, <laughs> but we'll mention it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they put a faulty component in their hip knowing that it was faulty you know and they still done it still went ahead with the operation it's caused my mum no end of problems yeah you know it's, it's, it's had a massive impact on her life she took him to court she sued him 
she didn't get a lot of money. And she said to me, you know, family members are saying that you've brainwashed me. I said, I've, I've never said to my mum, don't take it. No. I've advised my yeah. mum, and I, my mum's come from a medical background. She's not silly. You know, I've presented her with documents and said, have a look at this. You know, read into it. And she's gone, oh, yeah, you're right there. And because she's experienced yeah. medical negligence firsthand, she's more reluctant to take anything. Else, yeah. You know, so she made her own decision. But, you know, certain members of my family feel like I brainwashed her. But yeah. it wasn't. I love her. You know, so I, I, to pieces. I don't want her to, to do anything that, you know, I might, I might feel that is going to impact her health. No. So well, I mean, I could, on the flip side of that, like, that's, look, I would, I would never, in, you know, I didn't have it, the vaccine, and I'd never enforce... Again, I advise my missus and people around me of, of why I'm not having it. Yeah. And they all had it. But I'd never say to them, like, I couldn't live with myself if I said to them, don't have the vaccine. Yeah. And they got COVID and died. And on the flip side, I would never advise them to have it. Yeah. And then something happened to them yeah. and they died or so you've got an illness from it. So yeah. I was like, look, this is what I believe. This is why I'm not having it. I don't, if you want it, you want it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you why I'm not having it. Yeah. This is and this is it. So, but I'll never say to anybody like, do something like you know, I have cold showers and I'll go to the saunas and I'll go to the gym. I have ginger shots every day, and this and that. And my missus knows this, yeah. and she'll take that if she wants it. But I've never said you've no, got to, exactly. you've got to have this, you've got to have that. I mean, as men, we try and fix something in the past. I've, you know, my missus has felt this way or that way, and I've gone, oh, you should do this, you should should do that. I've never forced her on no. it. I'll just give her the information that I've found out, and. Um, yeah, she she she's either took it or take took it or leave taking it or leaving it, yeah. but left it. But I'd never enforce that on anyone. No, because then you know you contradict what you're saying. Then by yeah, if you force that on another, you know, and 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 then they're trying to force their their opinions onto you, and yeah. then you're forcing it onto them. It, it, you know, it it doesn't work. So it's yeah, don't, don't I don't think you know forcing people to do anything is no. the, the very reason you know that was the one thing I was against yeah any kind of force or and threat that, and again that's what held me back yeah from it because I thought you know there's something in right here if it's being yeah. forced you know if you ever force anybody to do something it's, it's usually for bad intention exactly and not good intention yeah now the world we have to realise you know the world's changing but it always has done yeah you know people say to me they'll moan to me oh yeah you know we're going into a cashless society yeah probably are yeah ain't nothing you could do about it what are you going to do you ain't going to stop yeah. it you know and it's been slowly happening for years yeah. you know the introduction of uh, self-service scanners in in um tesco's and that you know or banks closing down on the high street yeah. it's been in place for years it's going to go cashless yeah. there's going to be ways around it yeah you know you'll deal with it how you deal with it at a time the good thing is to sort of learn now, like, I mean, yeah. I don't know about you. Know, I've invested in. I was in like crypto in about two thousand and seventeen. A friend of mine, who's a lot more clever, a bit cleverer than me, I'll say it. It's um, like an office lad, so he's, I, I find him more cleverer than me. Yeah. Um, in a sense, and he he said about it. So I got into it then, a bit naive to it, like ex gambler. Yeah. In myself, and I just put loads of money into it, not even doing any research on it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I just sort of shit myself when things started to go down and stuff like that. So I come out, I was like, this is too volatile for me, got a family mortgage and everything like that. And now I've sort of like educated myself on it a lot more. I feel a lot safer from it. You know, if, if, it, if I drop fucking six grand in a night, yeah. 
I don't shit myself like yeah. I used to shit myself. Whereas you know, because I'm like, again, it's just educating on certain things. So if you're going to do something, educate yourself yeah. on it first, then you've got a lot more confidence in that rather than just you know going into it like sort of blindsided. It's same with anything. If you're thinking about doing psychedelics or doing cold showers or you know cold showers, you might have health complications that you can't do a cold shower yeah. for. So like, look into everything you're going yeah. to do and research. Be so then you're confident. Yeah. You know, it's same with. Growing up, I know lads that used to take drugs and stuff like that, and um, but they you did get the older ones that have probably done it a lot more. I'm not saying that they're confident in it or stuff like that, but they're more confident than somebody that's never done it, yeah. you know. And so they're you know, they've got an experience with it and yeah. they know how to sort of deal with it, yeah. and you know, and, and that's just what you should go through, yeah, definitely in life, yeah. Research, you know, it's vital, yeah. Do your research, yeah. Look into it if you don't think it's right, yeah. Look into it. Don't listen to what I say no. or what you say or what yeah. anyone else says on no. the internet. And oh, that's what I've learned as well. You can look at things and go, oh yeah, vegan, you know, that could be the best thing for me. It wasn't for me. Yeah. You know? So I tried something different. That mm. works for me. Mm. Cold showers. Someone in the internet could be telling you it's great for you. Might not be good for yeah. you. Same as saunas. Anything. Yeah. You know, just do your own research. People yeah, so I've invested in crypto and I'm, I'm backing it again now and I've got... Darren into it and another mate of mine Nathan and um, they've kind of not they've kind of gone into it how I went into it to start with yeah um, so I'm a lot more they use me as their education yeah um, so you know I always texting them and said that, you know I think this I think that you know it's up to you not financial advice and um, yeah you know they're doing alright with it and they and I don't panic yeah when it you know because they listen to me yeah. you know I'm sort of I'm not I'm influencing him but they know that they're like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, like, we'll, we'll give it a try and yeah. this and that. But they, I think they know and, you know, I sort of, I think that it's going to be around, like you were saying, the cashless sort of thing. So that's why I've sort of got into it. So, I mean, my, my little who's nine even knows about Bitcoin and, and yeah. stuff like that. And just because I think that, you know, I talk to her about, I've always spoke, spoke to her like an adult. We've never spoke to her like a child. And I think, you know, I've educated her a little bit on yeah. Bitcoin and stuff like that because I just think that it is, it is going to be around, yeah. so she needs to sort of know. Yeah. And it's like a hindsight sort of thing. Like I started saving money when my missus become pregnant. Um, she was three months pregnant, so I started putting £10 away yeah. for my little one, for when she's older. And hindsight, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know about Bitcoin then um, when, she was, when she was pregnant. But an example is if I'd have invested that ten pound into Bitcoin, yeah, she'd have hundreds of thousands. That's the, the difference. She'd have hundreds of thousands yeah. of pounds now, rather yeah. than uh, whatever she's got in there. You know, not even double figures. You know, it's just it's like mad. yeah, it is mad. I mean, it's hindsight sort of thing. But I just think them certain things. Same with like the internet and gaming or whatever, like YouTube. I think if it's, it's around, so you need to educate yourselves on it. You know, yeah. Um, this is this is a part of it. You know. Uh, the next generation, and when I see like I refer to them as clowns because they are clowns, you know, the government come on the TV. Do you know how I look at it now? They ain't talking to us. No, those people that see it for what it is, they're not talking to you. They're talking to those that they know are going to fall for it. Yeah, you know, and those those are uh, you know easily manipulated mentally. Yeah, those are the ones who are going to fall for it. It is psychological warfare. Yeah, you know, it's been around for years. That's why I don't listen to the news. I don't watch the no. news. I listen to a bloke called the Happiness Experts, but it's uh, Mo Gorda. His name oh, I've is. got his books. Yeah, yeah. Mo Gorda. So yeah. he was like the top person at Google X, wasn't yeah. he? He was like the, one of the cleverest people or yeah. whatever. 
And he said during COVID, he even had to have friends ring him up and tell him, oh, you've got to wear a mask if you go out now. Yeah. Because he said, oh, we're going back to you can't, don't be unhappy about something you can't control. Yeah. So he said, oh, you know, and so even to an extent, which is quite hard when you talk to say it to certain people. I think his son passed away, didn't he? Yeah, it did, yeah. And he said, like, and it, it hit him hard, but he said, like, it's, I can't control it. No, and as hard as it, it is, is, you know, like you're sitting there dwelling on certain things that, is, that you know, it's, it's out of the control. It's one thing in life that's guaranteed, you know, mm. and I think that we're indoctrinated as a society, more so in the Western world, to believe death is such a bad thing, you know. And you look at other countries, you know, other parts of the world, it's celebrated. Celebrated, you know? death, yeah. It's celebrated, and, and here it's just... It's fear, 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 fear. You know, you're constantly bombarded with fear, which is never good for your immune system, is it? It's not mm. good for stress. And so, again, it's psychological yeah. warfare that they use. They use that, they take fear and they use it. They, they, they've weaponized fear. It's like they want us to be like, I don't know if you've watched a thing on, uh, what was it called? I think it might have been The Social Dilemma that I watched on Netflix about all these people that worked at Google and Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. And then they said about the Russian um, uh, political Uh, things, they said it was rigged. Yeah. They said it wasn't rigged, it was just manipulated. You know, like, I'll give the example, if you you go and watch a Darren Brown show, yeah. All that route that he knows people are taking to Darren to watch him at that show, yeah. he'll have billboards and certain things yeah. dotted along the way. Yeah. So he knows what you're thinking yeah. when you get into that yeah. arena to watch him. And that's just how the government is. And it's like, if they want to make you feel stressed, they make you feel stressed. Yeah. If they want to make you feel happy, they'll make you feel happy. Yeah. Like the bloke who created the like button on Facebook, he said, um, I didn't realise the flip side to that coin. I was just doing it as a positive sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't realise that suicide deaths would go up between 12 and 14-year-olds and girls would go up 2,000-something percent. Jeez. He said, I didn't realise that effect. And that's, it's just, it's all manipulation. Yes. Like, you know, they want you to feel a certain way. Like, or you hear adverts on the radio at work when you listen to it. It's all like, oh yeah, alcohol, buy, you know, 10% off or buy one, get one free, um, pizzas, buy one. It's never like, oh, buy organic spinach, you know, buy one, get one free, you no, know, on the race. That's, that's why organic <laughs> costs more money. Yeah, but it's know. never like, they never do deals on like yeah. healthy foods or anything like that. It's always like the yeah. shit foods, yeah. you know, not going back to the COVID thing and like, members of my missus family or her was even saying you know they, they, they only they only care about us I thought if they care about cared about us alcohol and cigarettes are the biggest killers yep you know I think you know like I don't know even people chewing on a grape must die from there must be thousands of people that die from a grape eating yeah. a grape but there's no warnings on it no nah, you know there's not. no because it's not because you it's just light you know yeah. something that needs to happen and you know in same with you know this i've got family members that moaned at me when i said about the covid and stuff like that. oh yeah tell that to the young girl down the street that has lost her dad i said i'm not disputing that it's not a disease yeah i'm not the conspiracy fit like the way it's not it's not it's not real it's, it's as real as a cold and a fever or yeah. a flu but i just think that it's so portrayed that it's a you know it's a such a bad thing when actually they don't really care about us like, no, of course they don't you know so they don't care about us they don't care about our kids no. you know but, and that's a fact that's one fact you know they, I heard the other day they, 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 they're putting sugar tax 
um, up, or they've done, the, or they've done the sugar tax, or they're putting the alcohol, you know, the strength of the alcohol. That's it. They've already done sugar tax, haven't yeah. they? And they're putting um, alcohol up on the percentage, percentage wise. They're taxing it higher. Yeah. It's only to make more money. It's not. They don't care. No. They don't care about you. Like That's if, if it was, they, they'd stop it if, it, if they, yeah. they care. It's just like the government to make more money. Yeah. As long as they're lying in their pockets, you know. It's the same with this whole green agenda. You know, which is nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. I'm not saying I'm against, you know, I say climate change, but, you know, the world is in a bit of a shit state. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm against it, but I know for a fact they're using it to their advantage. And a lot of it is not what you're being led to believe. They're using it to their advantage to gain more control and to make more money, mm. you know. Government stand for all these contracts. They're gonna make billions. You know they'll make billions, and uh, it's like the infrastructure required for the electric cars. You imagine on a terrace street, you got to have a charging point. You can't in Northampton. You're not even guaranteed a parking space. You can't get outside your front door. No, but this with electric cars, I heard something that they said. Um, somebody said that. How do you think they fuel for electricity? Yeah. So you're burning, you know, you might have an electric car, but you're burning all this fuel to add to make added electricity. Yeah. And they said if they really wanted to stop all this, they'd stop the ships. Because apparently a ship burns enough fuel for 50 million cars. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you do it, it's like you're doing a little bit like yeah. on an electric car, but stop the source, stop the like the ship yeah. that's burned like enough fuel for 50 million cars. Yeah. You know, in one fucking trip. Yeah. You know, like, and how many ships go out all this time? And it's like, well, they, again, you look at it and look at it and you go, ah, like a light bulb goes off. You go, ah, you know, like another thing that sort of like you're led to believe you're doing yeah. well, but actually, and those telling it's, us that it's like we, a pin. We're the cause of it, mm. you know. And those telling us that we should be more mindful about climate change and we should address the issue now. Flying private jets. And driving around in big motors, yeah. you know. So it's like, okay, if you're about this, show me, live it. You know, yeah. you be an example, lead by example. But you're not. So yeah. until then, shut up, get off <laughs> my case. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's just mad. I just think like when you when you actually open your eyes a little bit to certain things, and like little light bulbs started to go off in my head from you know the last few years, and I just yeah. think you know you. If, again, I, I can fall in that trap. Oh, electric cars! Oh, yeah, wicked! Yeah, yeah. Look, look, you know. And then you look in deeper into it, and you go, Oh yeah. Look but at how in, they mine cobalt. Yeah. You know, they mine cobalt for um, cobalt. It's one of their precious, you know, precious material for the, the batteries. It's young kids, you know, slave labour that they're sending through the mines mm. to get it. When you talk to people about that, it's too uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, they, they, oh no, 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 no. They, they choose to ignore it. You know, it's the same as, you know, most of our stuff from China. Slave labour. Mm. You know, we know that we're fully aware of it, but we're happy to participate. In it. Yeah. And I think that's the as thing. As long as we're not directly in it, exactly. it's okay. We don't care because you know they're yeah. on our shelves yeah. in H and M, and you know yeah. it looks nice, and we're going to buy it. But when you break it down and you look from where it really came from. If you was part of that, which you are participating yeah. to some degree, you're funding you want to wash your hands of it. Yeah. You know, it's a cruel, cruel world. Mm. It is. And I think that's the only way, I, 
big change would come about is if we start to all consciously start but not participating in it anymore, mm. you know, as, as best as we can. You know, I, see, I hear so many people saying, oh, yeah, it's the Matrix, and oh, I'm going to go and live off-grid. You'd never fully step out of this system. No. You can't, you know. You can't. It's, we've been indoctrinated into this system. It's part of our lives. Yeah. You know, so you can't fully step out of it. I mean, you can, you, you can try, but how long is it going to last? Yeah. You know, you're always going to be within it, but I think as long as you consciously avoid participating in the majority of it it will make an impact mm. if everybody had that mindset you know like if they get away with you know do away with cash imagine if everybody was just say oh right, yeah well we're going to pull our money out of a bank which there ain't no money in it anyway right. yeah, everybody's to stop paying their taxes you know everybody's to stop going to work that's a that would be a huge a monumental yeah. change within twenty four hours, you know. And I think if it gets to that point, which I hope it never does, I think that's the only way I can see things truly, truly change. Yeah. But it's always thing they would say, like you know, we're a nation of moaners. Oh God, yeah, the UK are worse. It's worse. I mean, I remember. <laughs> I, I know it's implicated now, but I remember my uncle telling me about my uncle is in Ibiza. I remember him saying that. Just when the smoking ban first come in, it lasted three days in there. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, we were outside. I mean, I used to smoke, get smoker. So I'm in the, I'm standing outside in January or whatever, fucking freezing, smoking. I'm like, fucking, this is shit. Yeah. And in Spain, they're like, there, this is shit. Just start lighting up. You know, it's like, you know, that where we'll just sit and moan about yeah. it and not actually act on it. You know, yeah. same like mortgage rates going up. What if we all turn around and went, fuck you. Yeah, I ain't going to pay my mortgage. Nah. Cool. They can't repossess everybody. Huh. So, but we'll just sit and moan about it. You know, I'm one of them, I'll sit and moan about it because you ain't got that backup. Yeah. You know, like, because they'll be, you know, they'll only be, you just noticed it during COVID. Yeah. With taking the vaccine and not having the vaccine. There was a, there was a yes, there's a, there's a good group of people. Yeah. But not enough. Yeah. To sort of make that impact. Yeah. And I just think, you know, we don't stand by, you know, just a lot of people might truly believe that they don't want the vaccine but they won't stand by it because no. they're a sheep and they follow what everybody else do. So, you know, there are certain people like, I'd gladly turn around and go, I ain't paying my mortgage. Yeah. I up. wouldn't care. They're not going to come in my house and take me out of my house. Yeah. But you'll get that many people that don't do it that then they'll be able to enforce themselves in some way. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. And just think, if, you know, there's certain things, you know, like when you see these other trades and you, you know, these other countries, I mean, I think in France, they're always right in France. Oh, I mean, you know, they, put the, they put the retirement age at two years and they just went on a massive riot. But it's like, it's, it's nice to see, I, I kind of like it, like yeah. in a way, because people are standing by for what they believe. Yeah, and, like, you yeah. know, I don't want you to do this. No, you know, when it like, impacts your life and yeah. the future of your kids' lives, yeah, you should, you know, you should stand up and hold yourself accountable, yeah. you know, because that's their, that's their future, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it's important to yours, but forget about yours, it's their future, yeah. you know. I don't want my kids growing up into a world that's just... And people go, no, the government will never control us. Well, okay, what happens in China? Yeah. And the social credit system? Yeah. You know? And that's the way we're... That's I'm the scared way, of the yeah. way we're sort of going, well, as soon as we go cashless... Yeah. We're not know if investing in Bitcoin, and Bitcoin was come about to during the recession time to sort of stop that middleman. So, that, you know, you own a Bitcoin, you own yes. a Bitcoin, there's nobody can stop you taking that, but... You know, people say when people said to me when I invested in Bitcoin, like, oh, what are you putting your money into that for? But they'll go and buy a thirty grand car. Exactly. In my eyes, how my mentality is now, I'd rather put money into Bitcoin. Yeah. Because 
yes, it's not. I'm not physically using it. I'm not physically, but I'm getting something back from it. Where their 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 cars deflating in value. Yeah. You know, whereas I looked at it as like, well, I'm going to invest in this yeah. because I think it's going to be the future. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But the way it's sort of going, the way it's getting adapted, adopted, sorry, is um, it is going to be. It's, you know, it's going to stick around. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, we had to have um, notes and coins at one point, didn't yeah. we? They weren't about years ago. It was a bartering salt, system. Salt yeah. was used as currency. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. gold. You know, yeah. it, was, it was backed by precious metals. I mean, I invested in gold and silver over the last three years yeah you know and that has gone up not you know dramatically but it, it's a physical asset you know I think if you've got physical assets it's it's a good thing to have yeah. definitely you know you have but to we're not taught that yeah you, you know, have to we're come, taught, not taught that in school no, we're taught to you know you get a you, get, you know you go to school you get a good education you get a job you get a mortgage and you get you, get, you know you have your family yeah and that's it I'd, my, you know again I talked to Marlene about investing now she said, "Oh, I want to be a, I want to be a nursery teacher." Yeah. How about you own the nursery? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how about you own that nursery? Yeah. And and be a nursery teacher, yeah. but own it. Yeah. Like have it. You know, I, I look at you know, I've, I've, in hindsight, so I've, we're sitting in my extension now. My mentality is now, I would do it a lot different. I'd stay in this house without building the extension. The money that I brought the extension paid for the extension yeah. with I would have bought another house yeah. and invested it and slowly you know I've got a younger brother who's just bought his first property and I said to him if you can please he said his first flat like a little flat like please please if you can don't sell this you yeah. know like use it as a stepping stone yeah, remortgage this one get another house yeah. I said work your way up to I'm not saying my house is amazing but it's I'm kind of house poor in a way yeah. work your way up to that you know have 10 houses that are going to pay for that one house Exactly. You know, and, and, and work your way up like that instead of, and that's what I've sort of, like, my littons, I talked to my little like that, and I said to her, like, you know, I'll, I'll help her in any way she can, you know, she can she can stay at home until she's fucking 30 if she wants to, and, yeah. and she can still have, you know, be, she can if she can afford to buy a house, buy a house, still live at home with me, yeah. pay your way, rent that out, yeah. and then draw off that to get another one, yeah. you know, and by the time you move out, you could have 10 properties. Make money work for you. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. the rich do. Yeah. You know, they make money. Well, they know how to turn money into money. Yeah. And they make money work for them. Yeah. You know, well, we're not taught these things. Or no. we decide in later life not to learn about these things. Yeah. You know, no man ever became rich by saving his money in the bank. No, no, no. no. You know, he invested it. Yeah. You know, she invested it. Mm. And I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have, you know, investments rather than going out and thinking, oh, yeah, I'll have the latest you know, the latest Range Rover or, or, or this and that, mm. you know, a new watch. No, put some of that money and invest it. Put some money by and invest it. Invest mm. it to yourself. That's yeah, the yeah, most yeah, important. as well, yeah. Invest in yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's... it's uh... But we're not taught them sort of things and that's what that's a shame and that's why I do try and t- talk to Molly. I mean, she's only nine, but I'll talk to her about certain things like that because I just think that it's something that, yeah, I mean, she might not do it yeah but it's there yeah you know it's there subconsciously in in the brain you know and she'll she even if she if you don't use it in that way she'll use it in other areas of her yeah. life you know to do certain things yeah. but i just think like yeah just just aim a little bit higher to what we was ever told you know i've, I've not got people around me that have ever really done anything my uncle's quite my uncle's successful not many people like my man grew up in king's Eve estate 
and it was like nobody ever really got out of that estate. Everybody yeah. lives in that estate. Their parents live in that estate. They have kids, and then yeah. they, they, you know, everybody, the generations stay there. And there's no, you know, they will get the odd one that will come out of that estate and that's done something with their lives. But it's it's only what you're around and what you know. And I yeah. think that with with social media, it's it is you know in that way it's a good thing because yeah. you can see what's some uh, the, what's on the other side of the world. Whereas our parents never had the internet, so they're living in Kings Eve Estate. They don't know that they probably never even heard of after countries yeah. or after world they didn't and they didn't know what was going on yeah. there but you look at it and you think oh you know that person's doing this or, or there's a whole world up there that I haven't seen it's a generational I mean? trap isn't yeah. it but it's just nice that you know with the social media side of it and the internet we can there is good, obviously good and bad things with everything but you can use that to be like you know there's, that's you know yeah, you can use it as fuel yeah. you know you can sit and dwell on the negative side of it or you can use it as fuel to drive forward and, and progress you know I think mean, that's we've learned that that's a mm. valuable lesson for me in the last three years you can either dwell on the negativity or you can take the positives from it and just go with it you know do, do what you want to do live your life yeah. you, you know you, you're here for a very short a very short time yeah. as you know you know when you get when people say to me you know, when I was younger oh you know when you have kids and that time just goes like that you know I look at my daughter now and I, I'll sit and stare at her and think jeez man you're growing up yeah. quick you know she's eight now and then like, my little one she's four and I, I look at her and I think I almost don't want her to grow up yeah. you know but it's um, yeah you, you, you just live your life yeah. to the best you can that's what I mean if you want to work seven days a week 14 hour days that's like yeah. if you want to do that that's fine but the like, I define wealth especially as I've got older now is and that's what I tried to explain to my missus about what she does you know doing her Botox and stuff like that like free time yeah so I've got a mate who's a property developer um, and he earns you know 50 odd grand a year yeah on um, renting out properties and he's only 40 uh, he's only he's got to be 49 yeah and so to me he's wealthier than somebody that works 14 hour days yeah you know five six days a week and it's you know a, on a, on a on a six figure salary, yeah. Because to me, he's he don't he's got so much free time, and that's how I define wealth, and that's yeah. what I would like. You know, hindsight looking back, but and it's and it's not too late. You know, I don't want to be working till I'm sixty five. Yeah, I want to sort of build a, a a time when, I you know, you've got to say money's working for yeah. you, and then I've got free time, so I don't want to. No, I don't want to go to work on a Saturday. No. I want to stay at home with my little or go go to a party with a sports day or stuff like that but it's got to a point with the, the current market and stuff like that I can't, I'm not as free as, as I used to be and, it's, and it, you feel kind of trapped yeah. in a sense but I see why people you know are scared to leave their positions even as as uncomfortable as it is and as, as much as they hate going to their job you know it's it's a daunting thing to to try something new you know or to possibly start from the bottom again you know not earn as much money yeah you know it is a trap isn't it really because it's like you're kept in this position of oh well, i've got to stay in this job as much as i hate it but you know it earns decent money yeah. and you know it supports my, my family and that it's it's tough it yeah. is tough you know but it's taking that risk isn't yeah. it you know sometimes you just gotta just gotta go with it yeah. take the risk if it don't work it don't work yeah you know at least you try go back to what you're doing it's exactly. work out yeah yeah you know, what I mean, you can, you know, if you if you do give that chance, you can you can go back. But I have this with somebody that's on, you know, if somebody's on minimum wage, and then they don't like their job, 
I'm not just leave yeah. and go somewhere else because you know the wage wages are the yeah. same. And I'll do you know I I'd love to do something else completely, yeah. but the pay gap's so drastic yeah. within within our job. You know, I couldn't go to minimum wage. There's no way I could survive on that. Um, although I would like to do, but you know, I envy them people. And Jimmy Carr said that uh, he had an interview, and somebody said to him, "Like you've only missed two tour dates in your whole entire career. You know, how yeah. comes that?" And he said, "So I love my job." So yeah. I know, and I know many people can't say that that they love their job. Um, but my purpose for getting out of bed in the morning is yeah. the money, yeah. and I'd like to get out of bed because I enjoy. You know, like they say, money don't make you happy. And you used yeah. to think, fucking, you know, that's a load of bullshit, but. Actually, you know, if I was getting paid the same money for doing something that I'm, you know, and then people that have a hobby yeah. that's now their job, yeah. you know, doesn't matter, matter what they could get paid in if I was in another job. You know, they're living the dream, yeah. really, do you know what I mean? But, you, you know, you take, um, I mean, the recent documentary with Tarzan Fury on Netflix, seemingly, from the outside looking in, the man's got everything, Yeah, you know? He's got a mansion, he's got more money than any of us could dream of Lamborghinis you know Ferraris or whatever nice cars he's got but he, unless he's boxing unless he's fighting unless he's doing what he's passionate about yeah. he struggles like your purpose that's his yeah. purpose in life yeah. you know? and when he's not got that purpose and that drive yeah it's tough you know look at some of the world's richest people kill themselves yeah. you know and you think wow but you know they've got all the money yeah. they've got all the money all the yeah. nice cars and nice holidays they've got all the free time they want don't mean squat no. you know money can't buy you happiness no. I always say this about like uh, you know, if somebody's depressed and they'll go oh yeah what's he doing now, why is he depressed for he's mega rich yeah. I'm like yeah but so a homeless man would look at us yeah. and go what are you depressed for you've got everything Gross. I haven't got yeah. so they're looking at it it's okay for working class to be depressed yeah. because they ain't like the rich but yeah, a homeless man sitting there with cardboard on top of him, yeah. looking at you, going, "Why are you depressed? You've got a roof over your head, you That's know, true. you've got water, running water, you know, everything like that." So they're making it like they're acceptable yeah. to be that. But it's all, you know, it doesn't matter how rich you are, or you know, like say, it doesn't matter. You define wealth in a certain way. Just because you're a multi multi millionaire, Bill Gates, or whatever, don't like him anyway. But <laughs> I don't think many people no. do, do they? But what is he not allowed to be depressed? Yeah, you know, you, again, it's the same with what we was on about earlier. Society, like a tribesman, a tribesman will have their own stresses. As you get working class or middle class or upper class or extreme rich, you you bring your own stresses. You know what I mean? And then the upper, the, the super rich, are not worried about mortgage rates going up. No. That's the stress that's gone. But they've got another stress in place of that. So it doesn't all, really. Matter. They've got their stresses, just yeah. as we are. Yeah, just as the lower class are. Yeah. You know, everyone has their stresses. It's, mm. it's a part of, you know, being a human. You know, I don't think I've met anyone that hasn't got a, a stress in the world. Well, and if they haven't, what are you, yeah. I want to know yeah. what you're doing yeah. right, you know. But yeah. we've, we've, all got, we've all got stresses. It's just some are different to others, you know. And it, again, it's, it's how you deal with those stresses. Yeah. But that's, again, going back to learning yourself and finding what, why you're stressed and deal with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think people have that thing like you, you hear it all the time so people have uh, the, the, the goal is oh what, we're going to get married this year and you hear a lot of people like after they've you know all this rigmarole of like sorting out the wedding and stuff like that a lot of people get divorced 
after getting married because yeah. it's like well what now you know if they have the kid early and then the yeah. marriage it's like well what now yeah like, i've got no more purpose yeah. and that and that is the aim like it's not it's not necessarily the end goal you know it's like it's, it's the purpose it's the root it's the journey the, it's the journey that's yeah. actually the fulfilling part of rather course. than being you know like if we turn around and retire today uh, at 40 years old you're like well you've got to find something else to do yeah you need another purpose you need another purpose because you've just finished your I think Stephen Bartlett I think he said that Dory the CEO he said um, I think he was in mid-twenties and he sold his company for 28 million or something like that and he said the next day I broke down in tears and I was, I was crying yeah. and he was like people would think that what are you crying for you know you've just sold your company for 28 million yeah. but he was like my purpose is gone Yeah. like what do I do now and he said purpose. it took me ages to, to get to find another purpose so I need you, you'll never find a businessman or, or somebody like-minded like that that is happy because they're always trying to find something always. else to do. Yeah. And that's why a lot, of, you know, a lot of them are invested in so many different companies mm-hmm. and so there's like a, a consistent like a conveyor belt of yeah. like, you get there, right, next thing, get there, next thing, get there, next thing. There's not many people that will sit back. I suppose if they get to a certain age, you can go, right, I can yeah. chill out now. But you'd always find a hobby or, you know, that them like-minded people would do. You know, if I ever won the lottery, People go, oh, yeah, I wouldn't work. Anymore. No, I wouldn't pick up a trowel again, but no. I'd do something. Like, I'd do something, yeah. I'd probably, I don't know, I'd buy, buy houses, do them up and rent them out. Yeah. Just something to do, yeah. you know, and that's what I'm passionate about, yeah. like, and that's what I'd like to do in, in general anyway. So yeah. I'd think, well, I'll do that. And it, you wouldn't really care if, as long as you broke even or whatever, you, you know, the, the money's the irrelevant part. Yeah. It's the purpose of doing it and the journey. You know, I think we're, we're purpose and goal-driven, mm. you know. Well, that's what I, you know, I believe we should be purpose and goal driven. You know, without purpose and without a goal, what are you really doing? Mm. You're just coasting through life, aren't yeah. you? You know, you're going to work, you're coming home, watching a bit of telly, getting out the next day. You know, it, to me, that's that's boring. Mm. To others, it, you know, it's their yeah. life and, and they enjoy it. And, and fair play, it's whatever you enjoy, you know, doing the most. But for me, I like to have, I like to set myself goals, challenges, and have a purpose and work towards them. Mm. Or, you know, whatever. You it's know, like self-discipline, isn't it? Like motivation. Same with going to the gym and stuff like that. And you, I mean, you do boxing and stuff like that, don't you? Like yeah. motivation is the 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 base that you start off yeah. on going to the gym and, yeah. and stuff like that. Then it's then after that it becomes discipline, and that's where you get the difference in um, why people stick at it because they've got yeah. self. You know, I've got a lot of self-discipline, which I'm sure you have. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll I'll go to the gym at half six or six o'clock in the morning yeah. because. I wake up some day, it's that discipline. Yeah. Right, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going, and you, you know the benefits of it afterwards. And it, yeah. you know, I can see why it's easy for people to fall off that. Because yeah. once the motivation's gone, it's like mm. it's like Tetris. You when you used to play Tetris, yeah. and all the shapes, you know, they start to come down and they'll form and they all slot into a position. It's like, yeah, you know, it's all good. This is perfect. And that's how I look at it. if I go to the gym. Mm all the shapes start to slot in and my day kind of just works itself out to be good. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't come across a lot of obstacles or challenges, I do, but you know, if I've, if I've got up and I've done the fundamentals, which are, I drink my water, I make sure I'm hydrated, I'll go to the gym or I'll do some form of exercise or have a sauna and a nice bath. Once I've done them, I'm like, right, I've, I've pretty much conquered the hardest part yeah. of my day. You know? Yeah, so everything else The most that. challenging yeah. thing. So everything after that becomes you know relatively yeah. easy and, and it, it just it, it's what works for me you know uh, it's on an individual basis yeah know? I think you know that's what it, it's important for me um, 
one thing. I know we've been we've been going to talk fucking ages, haven't we? Oh, shit. It is two o'clock. <laughs> um, oh well, I'll have to have you on again. There's a few questions I still in. You know, we could sit here for fucking ages. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it there. But there's one question that I got. Like, what I said at the start is um, I'm going to ask it to everyone that comes on the podcast. Yeah. And it would be, what advice would you give to your 10-year-old self? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a tough keep one. It, keep know. it short. <laughs> what advice would I give to my 10-year-old self? <sighs> keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it real. That'll yeah. be it. So Ali G's quote. Keep it, it sounds like it. Like, keep <laughs> this yeah. and you know, Keep it as simple as possible. You know, I think if it got, you know, for, for me now, I try and keep things as basic and as simple yeah. as possible. Whatever works for me. And, and and go out and you know don't live in too much fear you know experience as much as you can yeah you know you're not going to like everything you do but experience it you know yeah and take value in it I think that's so important now is don't mm. shy away from things so um yeah I think that's and maybe not not get as many tattoos as I got yeah. that'd probably be a bit of a <laughs> well, well, that's what I mean that's where the example of your taste changes so you know how old you are when you've got a tribal tattoo. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, your taste changes, isn't it? So it's just the same as life. You know, you, you might, what you might do when you're younger, you might think it's the right thing. And I think that's great. And then I when you get good. older, you look at it and go, well, why would we want to remain the same every day? You know, I think change is good. Hmm. Embrace yeah. it. Evolve, yeah. you know, definitely. But don't accept, like, you know, I think I listen to, we're going to go on a little bit on <laughs> listen to Dana White, and he said, you know, he was, feeling aches and pains and on a CPAP machine for his sleep apnea and, and he's vomiting in the night and stuff like that. And he's seen a bloke and, um, to do with 10 X Health, Gary Brecker, I think his name is. Yeah. And um, before Dana White outlined anything that he did in the night, during the night, this bloke, he said, tell me how you, tell me how you, what you're taking medication yeah. wise. And this bloke listed everything that Dana White happened to Dana White before Dana White even told him. And, he, and Dana White said, I'll just accept it because I'm 50. And I yeah. thought, well, this is what 50 is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then he had, you know, flew this bloke in or whatever and, and he sorted him out with, like, what we were saying, grounding, um, cold showers and um, breath work. And he said, he don't take no medication. He ain't on a CPAP machine anymore. He said, I've never felt so good in my life. Yeah. It's like, you know, don't accept. Nah. You know, don't accept the Just because I'm old. Yeah. This is, this is it, you know. And that's another trap, isn't it? Oh, yeah. just because I'm old. You know, we say, oh, when you get to 40, it's all downhill from there. It doesn't have to be, no. does it? When I get to 50, I want to be, my plan is when I get to 50 to be in good shape still. Yeah. You know, better after. Yeah, yeah better, I'll just keep bettering myself, you know. That's that, that's the goal. Yeah, there's going to be, be obstacles and things come along that knock me off my path, but mm. I'll just get back on it. You know, it's also good to remember to be a kid as well sometimes. Exactly. You know, get back to your kiddish. Sort yeah. of I went on a bumper cars with my brother at the fair and for them oh, for that five minutes it was like thinking about anything else yeah. it was just great you know like that being moment. a kid again yeah, yeah, you yeah. know I think we feel that we don't have to you yeah. know because we're older we've got to be sensible and mature it's not an Im- it's not an immature thing you know some people might look at it as immature yeah it's not an immature thing nah. it's, it's just it's good fun for you know yeah it's not that's why it's good having kids because you get to do them things that I think kids are here to you know the kids kids are here, our kids are here to teach us how to be parents mm. you know, definitely um, you, you need that child mentality yeah. you know as you become stiff and upright and boring yeah. you know yeah. keep that to, you look at your youngest 
youngest kids look at a tree you know it's fascinating mm. wow look at that you know and so many things that they're oh my god that's amazing yeah. but we lose that well, yeah. they're always present kids, though, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they're always in that moment. They're not thinking about the they've got no, sh- no stress. No, they're, and, they're, and that's what you know. They're always present, and I think that's what's struggling. Like, I like to go on my own. When we, we went to a hotel on Friday, this is a little birthday. A few uh, the, on Thursday, we went to a hotel, and I was like, yeah, we could have stayed in and had the same night. Yeah, but I'm away from my environment, so I'm more present. You know, yeah. I like to take my little for a walk after dinner. I will go just for a walk around the street because I'm listening to her more. Yeah, when we, it's just me and her going for a walk than yeah. if I'm sitting in my house at the dinner table. Because I'm, not, I, I'm, 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 I open all my hands. I'm not actually listening, yeah. and I'll get my missus and and my little will back me up here and say like I never listen. It's yeah. because I'm always thinking of other things yeah. all the time. My mind's just constantly thinking all the time. So monkey it's, mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, cool. it's nice to be think like being present. I try and do as be present as much as I can. So them little things, yeah, for a walk around there. It's going for a walk or going away for a night in a hotel. I'm there, and it, you know, there's a small price to pay for actually like being there for them and yeah. being in that. But the very fact that you realise, mm. you know, that those are the the traits you have and those are the certain things you're doing. It's a step in the right direction, yeah. you know. It's to be consciously aware that. And I do it myself, you know, my kids will come running in and they'll tell me something and I'm on my laptop and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But afterwards I'm like, oh, do you know what? I should have just left that. Yeah. Listen to what they've got to say, you know, and, and take note. They want to tell me about their day. Yeah. It's exciting to them, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm stuck in something that's bullshit, yeah. you know. That in the reality is, it means nothing. Yeah. You know, the, them having that time with them and that moment with them and, that's more important mm. but you know we, we lose track of that but yeah like i say when you realize that those things you do those things paying attention to it and being consciously aware of it is is a step in the right direction mm. definitely yeah i think it's um it's important yeah it's very important boy i'll leave it there mate i can't keep you any longer cheers oh, dead ass cheers i know yeah not the best uh, most comfortable seat thanks ever so much mate that was, uh, that was great well that was the end of the episode and i want to thank you for listening i hope you took some from my conversation today please follow or subscribe the link to the instagram page will be in the description please feel free to dm me if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast